Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Thursday, October 14th through today, Sunday, October 17th of 2021. So here's a thing I didn't consider when I decided that I wasn't going to record on Thursday night because of this work meeting thing. In theory, that's great um, and could totally work except for on Thursday in my day job, I work 10 hours. And so on Friday... I worked my normal day, which is just the morning, and it also happened to coincide with me getting um, just like a couple of new things that I wanted to spend some time learning how to use, and so that's what I did on Friday, and I was also very tired and like could not really formulate thoughts, let alone an outline for a podcast episode, Um, and then pretty quickly on Friday, I also decided that... I was going to end up making the Earthshot Prize its own special episode. So that will come out tomorrow. Um, the Earthshot Prize has happened. Like, the ceremony is over and has been for a few hours at this point. Um, I want to watch it again. I want to learn more. I really want to dive into it because it's such an important thing. So that being said, this week is going to be interesting because we're going to have two special episodes. So tomorrow midday probably the Earthshot special will come up uh, and then we'll have a normal week Monday through Friday posting Um, and then on Sunday probably we I will do the Princess of Astorius Awards special um, episode because that's like So that one is a little bit different than the Earthshot special in that it's really just the three days to cover um, because there are three days worth of events for the Princess of Astorius Awards. Um, And with so much other stuff going on in other royal households, it's just easier to do it this way. Um, That way I can spend as much time as I like to talking about those events. So that's like the little update. Um... By the end of the day tomorrow, we'll have at, um, at least the Dutch royal family um, like products on the Etsy store, so that's really exciting. Um, possibly the Norwegian, we'll see. Um, even if I, the Norwegian won't be up until like Wednesday, but still, um, I'm hoping to get it like photographed and drafted and stuff tomorrow. Um, And so we'll get that done and then just lots of things going on. So that is the update there. Um, So now we are going to jump right in with the Belgian royal family. Belgium. In Belgium, there were a few events over the past few days. So Thursday and Friday, 
specifically, there weren't anything, there weren't any events Saturday or Sunday. Um, but on Thursday in the evening, King Philippe and Queen Matilde opened the 28th Europalia International Art Festival, which I think is maybe held in Belgium every year. I'm not actually sure, um, but at least it was this year, of course. And so it's a really, it's a really cool, like, obviously it's an international art festival, but it has like a really cool theme every year. So this year, the theme was legit trains. Like, how cool is that? Um, it was on the focus of like the impact that trains have had on society, um, you know, for... We, I just talked about this a couple of days ago in the Danish royal family, trains, when they would come to cities, meant that people could receive good, like, it meant socialization and civilization, in all honesty, like, for a lot of these underdeveloped areas. Um, I know the town I grew up in, like, when we got our train, when the town had a train station, like, there was just a lot you could do and receive because there was a train. Um, our tr that train station no longer exists because now we have cars and things like that. But like that was the start of being able to travel, to go get things you need, um, to have people visit your town and things along those lines. So I thought it was really cool. Um, again, I've talked about this. I'm not like an art person. I don't understand it, which makes me not enjoy it because... For me to enjoy something, I have to, like, have a base level of understanding of it. And with art, I don't. Um, I try. I really tried. Um, and then I just realized, like, okay, this is not interesting to me. So I eventually moved on. Um, but I wanted to be, like, all cultured and go to art museums and things. Uh, but that's just not me. That's not my jam. My ideal day is not going to an art museum at all. Um... So, but it was a really cool event nonetheless. So that was Thursday's event. And then we go into Friday. So on Friday, uh, King Philippe met with uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel from Germany um, to bestow upon her the Order of the Leopold, which is the highest civil order in Belgium. Um, so King Philippe is like Grand Commander of the Order. Um, and every member, like, this is the thing you give to foreign dignitaries and things who visit, um, if you choose to, um, if, like, the government or King Philippe and the council decide, like, yes, um, I very much don't exactly understand how this process works, um, that's something, like, when a lot of this work uh, that I'm doing right now to prep for new projects and stuff like that. Um, when that kind of dies down, maybe that's something I'll research. I, I have a list of things that, like, I want to learn more about, um, to make this podcast more successful and more, um, researched and knowledgeable and kind of like a go-to place for all things. Um, and hopefully that's what it will be, but, like, right now I'm kind of bogged down with adjusting to schedules and November's gonna be crazy because like hello all the state visits in the world um you know all happening within weeks of each other some of them are happening at the exact same time as another you know it's gonna be great super excited also a little stressed about it um but you know kind of once we get through that 
probably on like December holiday, I will, I will dive into a lot of that. But anyway, this was to honor Chancellor Merkel, Merkel for her work, her commitment, her career. Um, I don't know if this is the last time we'll, we'll talk about her on this podcast or not. I'm not entirely sure when her last day as chancellor is. I know it's coming up, um, but I don't know exactly when. I, I, she has been (laughs) just such a ongoing presence in the fight for democratic values, um, and liberal, like big L liberal values, um, not like American liberal values, um, but just like being really concerned about the welfare of all people, things like that. Um, I, it's just, she, I'm going to miss her on the stage. And I know, I think her party is still in control or like a very, um, liberal-esque party is in control still or will be. Um, but it's just like really, it's really great, um, to see her getting all of these awards in the past few days. Cause, um, we'll talk about this when she gets, when we get to Spain, but she was also in Spain on Thursday receiving an award as well for her, her career and her work. So that is what was going on on Friday for King Philippe. But then also on Friday, Queen Mathilde took part in a, um, panel discussion on mental health with the European Commission, um, and younger people from Europe. They, I think it, I don't know how many it was. I I haven't watched the event. Um, but this event came immediately or shortly thereafter following the UNICEF World Children Report for 2021. Um, so that is what she was up to. Um, and then I have not yet prepared what's going on this week. I'm probably going to do that after the podcast. Um, but I, I pre-looked a little bit at their week and it seems kind of busy. So we'll see. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Belgium. So now let's go over to the UK. The United Kingdom. In the UK on Thursday, we had one event. Um, So On Thursday, Queen Elizabeth, the Prince of Wales, and the Duchess of Cornwall attended the opening of the Synod, um, which is the Parliament of Wales. Um, So Wales is a country within the United Kingdom. Um, Is it a country? I still don't know. I think Wales is its own country, like Scotland is its own country, and Northern Ireland is its own country. (sighs) I get very confused. I just get very confused. I don't understand why the UK is so hard to talk about because like in terms of what things are and anyway, I get confused. I apologize again if I'm wrong. Someday I will figure it out. Just like add that to my list. I will figure it out. It's very important to me that I get that right, which I think is why I panic so much about it and like inevitably say the wrong thing. So anyway, um, they attended the opening of that session. Um, it seems as though they run on a five-year cycle. So 
she opened the parliament last uh, five years ago and will possibly return in five years. Uh, that's a big we'll see. Um, but during the event, she gave a speech. I do believe she's able to write her own speech for this um, as she is there more as a fig figurehead. I don't. Anyway, she um, talked about the Welsh people and what the government will achieve in the next five years of the season of the parliamentary um, of this session of parliament. Um, so that was really good. There is some lovely video of her talking about how frustrating it is that world leaders talk about change in the, like, um, like specifically in relation to climate change and um, creating sustainable, the world, like creating a sustainable world to live in. Um, how frustrating it is when world leaders talk about it but won't come to have those discussions in person. Um, at COP26, which is being held in Glasgow at the, it's at the very, very end of the month. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it's not like she's wrong. Um, and I, I'm glad we're to this point, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit in the special episode about the Earthshot that I put up tomorrow. Like, I'm glad we're to this point that, like, climate change and climate policies and things along that line and climate initiatives are not political. Um, I think they still can be in certain areas, but like, I think it's becoming just a generally widely accepted fact that like climate change is real and we need to do something. Otherwise the world will cease to exist. Um, and like I said, we'll talk about that a lot more in the Earthshot Prize episode because it was so powerful. But like, I just love that she's able to say this. Um, so that is a little bit about what was going on there. Um, and then like I said, tomorrow will be a huge episode dedicated all to the Earthshot. So like, we'll go over all the things, finalists, their projects, the winners. Um, it'll be like a 30 minute episode, but solely focused on the Earthshot. It'll probably be a little less than 30 minutes. Um, but it'll be solely focused on Earthshot Prize. So please check that out if you want to. Like I said, it should be up um, midday tomorrow in the U.S. Um, on the East Coast time. So around noon is the hope. Um, I have to do like the research, a lot of the research still. But I am sure I will get it recorded in the morning. It's not like I, I don't sleep in anymore. Um, but anyway, that will all be a big focus of the episode tomorrow, like the special episode. So with that, let's go ahead and move over to the Danish royal family. Denmark. I'm running a little behind my schedule. Uh, to be fair, I'm talking about four days instead of, you know, two or one even, uh, which is normal. So this episode is going to be, of course, longer than the new goal of 25 to 30 minutes, but such is life. Um, so in Denmark on Thursday, um, like I mentioned in the episode that 
I put out Thursday morning. Um, I recorded Wednesday night. I thought that Frederick would be in Paris according to the calendar unless I misread it. Um, I did not misread it, which is very exciting. Um, he was in Paris indeed on Thursday. So he attended the presentation of the route for the Tour de France uh, 2022. Apparently the Tour de France is somehow starting in Denmark next year. Now listen, I'm not a cycling fan. Um, inevitably, I will become a cycling fan just because I'll watch something because of this podcast. Like inevitably this will happen. Like I'm now like a Formula One fan. I mean, I don't watch the races, but like I know what's going on. Um, and that Netflix show is like the best. It's my favorite. So, um, but you know, now inevitably I'm going to become a fan of the Tour de France because it's starting in Denmark next year. I don't know. Um, so anyway, he was there for that. He also took part in a couple of like business promotion events, um, and then met with a, um, I believe an energy supplier that is focused on like fully sustainable energy. So kind of continuing the theme of like his visit to Iceland that he had just finished and then, you know, just basically transitioning the location to Paris. Um, so that is what was going on on Thursday. On Friday, um, there was a council of state meeting. It was also Prince Christian's 16th birthday. So the Danish Royal House released a new photo of that. Um, so we are basically done with our, we have one more in our Royal October or our October Royal baby boom, um, of the 16 year olds. Um, we have one more and then, uh, Princess Elizabeth is in there too, but she's not 16. She's going to be, I think 20. Um, but anyway, so that was on Friday and then Saturday, uh, Crown Prince Frederick delivered the greatest of the greatest sports star award, um, at the 125th anniversary of the Danish National Olympic Committee. Um, so Frederick for a long time was the IOC representative, um, for Denmark or one of them at least. Um, but is of course that has, um, if you listened, um, or no, um, he actually recently, like the Tokyo was games were his last, um, in a capacity as IOC member, but um, he is of course still going to be involved with Danish sport for the rest of his life because he is crown prince and then will be king at some point. Um, and so he delivered that. Um, I was doing a little bit of research and I don't think it was actually the 120, I think we're at like the 126th anniversary now because it was founded in 1905. Um, I don't know. That math doesn't add up, does it? I don't know. Anyway, um, that's where we're at. So that's what was going on there. Um, lots of good information, lots of stuff happening. Um, but yeah, that is what was going on in Denmark. Um, I ha again, I haven't done too much prep work for next week yet. Things are just kind of running slow over here for me. Um, a lot of that stuff is going to get done tomorrow. Um, just because like I had a life this weekend, which I don't always have a life, but sometimes I do. And I'm always going to, not always, but a lot of the times I'm going to prioritize that to the podcast, even though like I love this and it's super important to me. Um, 
it's pretty rare that I like go out and do things. So when the opportunity comes up, I'm going to take it. Um, so anyway, that is a little bit about what's going on in Denmark. So we will see what they're up to for the rest of the week. And now we are going to move over to the Netherlands. The Netherlands. In the Netherlands, there were no events Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, but there were like four events on Thursday. Um, so we'll start with King Willem Alexander's events. So first, he visited and opened the first bio LNG installation in the Netherlands. So bio LNG is actually like a, a fuel, um, like a, a biofuel that will run cars and planes, etc. Like it's what makes them run. Um, that is, so this one is actually made from like household and industrial waste and is more sustainable than the traditional fuel made from crude oil, um, because this is coming from things that already exist, not things that have to be, um, dug and made. I don't always understand, um, that process. I just know crude oil is bad for the world and it sounds like this maybe isn't um although it still doesn't seem great but it seems like a better alternative um and an almost immediate sustainable solution like this is something that can be done now and power cars and do the things and so it's like an immediate solution to the ongoing climate problem um so that was his first visit and then he also vis visited two um villages in a, the municipality of Midden Groningen, um, which have been, gosh, have been being affect, have been affected by earthquakes due to the extraction of natural gas. Um, so this is again one of those nasty side effects of the world. Um, is that an appropriate thing to say? Probably not, but I said it. Um, you know, where we dig for natural fuel and the process to do that is sometimes quite painful to the earth and the earth literally has to shift to make room for it. And so there are earthquakes that then affect a lot of things. Um, it's obviously not a good situation. Um, in general. So anyway, Willem Alexander was meeting with families and businesses who have been affected by that um, and having different conversations with them. Uh, so that is what was going on for him. And then Queen Maxima had two events. So she took part in a virtual event as her, in her role as UN Secretary General Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion or for Inclusive Finance and Development. Um, and then um, she also, in the evening, attended a performance of Time Out Cafe, which is a performance created by students for students focused on stress um, and other anxieties that just exist when you're a student. Um, if you've been a student, if you are a student, uh, you know what that's like. Um, if you haven't reached that level or you're so far removed from that level, it is 
you know, I'm thinking specifically of, like, upper-level education, like, undergraduate degree, like, four-year degree and above, um, because you're adjusting to so much change in that time, um, that you have to try and figure out a lot of different things, and so something like this, I think, is a fun way to, like, make that interactive, um, and give students a place for that to, like, exist, (laughs) Um, because a lot of times we feel like we put, like, I always felt like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was never fine. But like, I was like, well, if I say I am, maybe, um, never happened, but I tried. Um, and so something like that is maybe, you know, a really good alternative to like, yes, we know it's stressful and anxious and anxiety inducing. Here are different ways to go about that. Um, so I thought that was very interesting and cool. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in the Netherlands, and now we are going to move on to Norway. Norway. In Norway, um... I want to pick up basically where we left off. If you remember in the episode that went live on Thursday morning, there had just been a pretty catastrophic attack in Norway um, the eve before the government change um, in a a town called Konsberg. Um, A lot more details have emerged, but as of right now, Uh, As of the last time I checked, which was literally just a couple of minutes ago, uh, there is still not a confirmed reason why um, the attacker has been named, um, but that is at most uh, the most definitive information. Um, There are still, you know, questions about motive and things like that. Um, So we did... Um, King Harald did release a statement on Friday morning, um, before the rest of the events that I talked about, I will talk about happened. Um, so it said, quote, we are appalled by the tragic events at Com- at Konsberg last night. We sympathize with the relatives and injured in the grief and despair. And we think of all those affected in Konsberg who have experienced that their safe local environment suddenly became a dangerous place. It shakes us all when horrible things happen near us, when you least expect it in the middle of everyday life on the open street. Norway is a small country. When Kongsberg is now hit as hard as society, the rest of the nation stands with you. We send warm thoughts to everyone who is now facing a difficult time and everyone who has demanding tasks, demanding work tasks ahead of them. It is our hope that security will be restored so that fear does not become entrenched. So, as I mentioned, um, things like this do not happen in Norway, really ever. Um, Just like, you know, 20 years ago, things like this didn't really happen in the world. Terrorist attacks, domestic terrorism, everything. Um, Things like this didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, they became normal. Um, well, they never really got to Norway. Norway has had, like, a few things here and there. Um, and so it shakes the whole world. And we talked about that. Um, and so I knew King Harald would put out a, a statement that really conveys how 
Norway is. Um, and that's exactly what he did. So, um, that was a good message. Um, and then today I'm going to skip around a little bit in Norway because of just what was happening. Um, today the, uh, today Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit attended a memorial church service for the five victims. Um, they were in Kongsberg alongside the mayor to attend this service to, um, show the royal family's support for the, the city, um, and the victims and their families and, you know, just, just be there. And so that was, that was today. Now I am going to transition here, um, away from that a little bit, um, and go in the midst of all of this, there's also a government change that happened. So on Friday, King Harald and Crown Prince Akun held two council of states. Um, they first met with the outgoing government of former Prime Minister Erna Solberg. Um, and then in quick succession received the new government of current Prime Minister uh, Jonas Stor, um for his first council of state meeting. Um as the new prime minister. So that is how that transition happens. We now have a clear definitive process for what that looks like. Um, so hopefully I remember in four years when it's Norway's turn again, um, Norway, I think has elections maybe every five. Um, but they have election terms that are seemingly set in stone. Um, you know, if there's a vote of no confidence, the prime minister resigns and, is replaced by someone in the, in the party. There aren't snap elections or anything like that. Um, so that is a little bit different than some of the countries we see. Um, but props to Norway for so far being the country that has put together, well, sort of put together the fastest government of the seven countries I talk about. Sweden also did this, but then like replaced the prime minister with the same person. Like, they dissolved the government and then reformed the government with the same prime minister. It was very confusing. Um, but that is what was going on on Thursday. Um, and then on Friday, King Harald received new ambassadors from Pakistan, Iraq, the Maldives, and Laos. I have questions about that. No, no, I don't. Never mind. Um, okay, so that is what was going on in Norway. A bit of a weird few days, um, for Norway, for the royal family and also for Norway in general. Um, so now we are going to go ahead and move over to the Spanish royal family. Spain. In Spain on Thursday, uh, King Felipe delivered the Carlos V European Prize. Um, this is an international prize for, well, it's a European prize. It's not international, but it's within your Europe um, that recognizes contributions to the European community. Um, this year, he delivered the prize to Chancellor Merkel of Germany, um, who came to Extremadura to receive that prize. Um She's having, like, a goodbye tour of getting all the good things. 
So she, um, they were at a, a monastery that is, has, I don't know. It has a lot of historical significance. I do know that much. Um, but they were at the monastery where King Felipe delivered the, the prize to Angela Merkel. Um, and then said, what I think is possibly the best way I have, I can think of to describe Angela Merkel, um, as she is just like such a force of nature. Um, but it said, he said, the delivery of this award, award is in short, a recognition of a pioneer who aspired from her beginnings in politics to make profound changes, who did not adapt, adopt conformist positions, who always sought constructive solutions, whom it has left without a doubt an important European legacy. And I just think that is the best way to describe her. A nonconformist, constructive, problem-solving powerhouse of a woman who is just amazing. Um, you know, I give, I, in my early days of not really understanding politics, but knowing who she was, I, I had that mentality of like, look like you're enjoying your job. Um, and then I thought to myself now, several years later, her job is really hard. And then for four years, it was really, really hard because she had to be like the world leader, her and Emmanuel Macron. And like, that was it. Like, that's who we had leading the world and being rational people. Boris Johnson, hardly ever rational. Donald Trump, never rational. Like we had Emmanuel Macron, Justin Trudeau, and Angela Merkel. And I'm not saying that they didn't do a great job, but like her job was hard. Um, and like, I will never forget the idea that she was planning on retiring in 2017. Um, that was the plan four years ago. She could not do it. She would not do it because the U S election of 2016 left the world in a tailspin. And, like, she stepped up and did the things. She did the things that we as Americans couldn't do because we had no good leader, um, in my opinion. Everyone knows my opinion. I will always say my opinion on that. But anyway, um, so I think, I don't know if I'm going to call this episode the Angela Merkel episode, but I really could because two events. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Spain on Thursday. And then we get to Friday. So in the morning, King Felipe held military audiences at the Royal Palace. I've learned that these kind of have the same pattern and like they don't share much. So anyway, um, and then in the evening, like legit the evening, midnight, like midnight, I think 1130, but still very late at night because Spain, uh, King Felipe and Queen Letizia delivered the Premio Planeta, um, which is the planet prize, but it's, that sounds very, like, inner, like, I don't know, science-y. It's literally a publishing award, but it is the largest publishing award in the world. 
Um, it is a million pound or euro prize to an unpublished author for their their novel. Um, it's amazing. Um, there's some controversy that I read about, but still, like Grupo Planeta, which is the publishing company that hosts this, um, is doing an incredible thing if it if it works right. Um, so they attended this five years ago, six years ago, something like that. It was either 16 or 17, probably 17. So five years ago, um, at the, at another anniversary today was, or Friday was like the 65th or the 70th anniversary. Um, and it's an event that is always held on October 15th. Um, so that was an interesting fact that I learned. Um, but also just like, it looked like a really fun event. Um, and then, that was what was going on on Friday. Nothing is going on this weekend. Uh, and then this coming week, I do think King Felipe has quite a few events um, split up. But then this weekend, starting on Thursday, uh, things get really intense for the Spanish royal family. It's a three-day marathon of Princess of Astorias Award events. Um, that all starts on Thursday. I'm very excited. Um Princess Leonore and Infanta Sofia are doing a couple of, like, things for the first time that they hadn't done before, um, so that's gonna be exciting, um, I'm just really excited in general about it, so, of course, um, so that is what was going on, on, in Spain, and what we have to look forward to, and now we are gonna move over to the Swedish royal family. Sweden. We have made it to the Swedish royal family. However, there was a lot going on in Sweden. On Thursday, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia took on the 16th stop on the 21 County tour by visiting Gnokaping? I don't know. Um, county. So again, these are following like very similar paths, um, but they took part in meetings related to the effects of the pandemic on the county, as well as the effects, um, the, like, aftershocks in healthcare. Um, they visited a local park that seemed to be, like, an agricultural center as well, lots of plant, or maybe horticulture is the right word, um, lots of plant growing and forestry things. Um, they visited a museum for the county, um, and, like, that just, sh um, that shows off the history of the county, and then they visited a local university. So that was stop 16. On Friday, we get to stop 17, uh, which is the uh, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel visited Cronenberg County. Um, and I, like I said, this is stop 17. So they started their day. Theirs was a, a little different, not a lot different, but a little. Um, they started their day at a visit to a special accommodations home, which seems like a residence for, um, people with more physical disabilities, um, possibly developmental disabilities as well. There wasn't a whole lot of description of that and that's okay. Um, I just wanted to clarify what I meant by special accommodations house. Um, and then they also took part again. So this is this is like back on to normal territory. Um, meetings focused on the impact of the pandemic in the county. Um, they visited a couple of local businesses where they took part in a meeting on the impact of COVID on businesses. 
And then um, they visited what I what they described as like the county sports arena, but like genuinely seemed like like an indoor track and field center because um, they met with a shot put athlete and a discus athlete, which are events in like track and field. Um, they're called athletics in the rest of the world, but like in the states, they're called track and field. Um, so that is. A little bit there. Um, so those were the county stops. But then also on Friday, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia visited Gothenburg um, to take on a series of engagements. So they just had like individual things that they were doing. And then, you know, at the end of the day, finished up with another event. Um, so King Carl Gustav attended, uh, visited the shipyard to attend the naming ceremony for a new research ship that will do a ton of marine biology research. Um, Queen Sylvia attended the opening of the Queen Sylvia Children's Hospital. They described this as a reopening, um, so I don't know if it was just being renovated, what, what was going down. There wasn't any, like, clarifying information on that, um, but that's what they called it, but I, I think it was just an opening. I, I don't know. Um, and then later on in the day, um, they attended the inauguration of a new organ, like the musical instrument organ, um, for the Gothenburg Concert Hall. Um, so that was all on Friday. And then yesterday, on Saturday, Queen Sylvia delivered the Polar Prize, which is a music prize given out in Sweden um, every year. Usually this event is held in late August. Um, so I don't talk about this. Also, August is my break month, so I would never talk about it. My birthday is in the last week of August, and it, this event always takes place, like, on my birthday or right near my birthday, um, depending on, like, what day it falls on, um, but it's always, like, right around then, um, and for some reason this year it was in October. Listen, there's a global pandemic. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, oh, that's a little different, um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Sweden over the weekend. Um, there's a lot going on this week in Sweden. Uh, starting tomorrow, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel are in Italy um, doing a trade visit, a trade promotion um, to Italy. There's just a lot going on. Um, it's just, you guys, the marathon is starting. Um, this week is going to be really, really intense hopefully the podcast won't reflect the, like, intensity of the week. I'm hoping that it stays pretty calm and, like, informational, etc. Internally, if you care, if you're wondering, uh, I'm gonna be a little bit of a stressed out mess. So, uh, we'll get through it together. Um, and hopefully I don't just shut down because that has been known to happen. Um, but anyway, that is what was going on in Sweden. So I'm going to finish this episode. Um, I will talk to you all tomorrow for the Earthshot special, uh, episode. And then, um, or I guess later today, uh, and then also tomorrow for our next episode. So Monday special episode and then Tuesday regular program. Um, so I will talk to you then. Until then, have a fantastic Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.